Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me, as ever, Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison. Looking back at day three at Edgbaston, at times, it didn't look likely we were going to see a day four. That is an incredible statement in itself when you consider that New Zealand's first innings at the start of day three was only three wickets in. Uh, an incredible day's play. Uh, maybe it's a day where a line will have been drawn in the sand, but We've said that before. Let's get on with the show. You're listening to Following On. So if you're listening to the show, you uh, almost certainly know by now, England ended the day batting, which is as good as it got. 122 for nine. Um, a lead of uh, of nothing, really, about 36, 38. I mean, I suppose India were bowled out for 38 not that long ago, so maybe there is hope. Um, but all hope really disintegrating in a in a torturous and horrifying evening session, which saw seven Englishmen lose their wickets, uh, some in truly uh, terrible circumstances. All of this, of course, after we played this song before, the bowlers have bowled marvellously well to get the team back in this match. Not to be, though. New Zealand are about to become the first team to beat Joe Root's England in England uh, since he's become captain, and uh, deservedly so. Plenty to get stuck in. To the show today, you're listening to Following On. Story of the day. So, Harmi, wow, that was uh, that was incredible. I, I just did not see that coming at all. I had a feeling the game may finish on day four, uh, truth be told, um, because I couldn't see England batting long enough to make New Zealand bat deep enough, deep enough into day five. But look, they say it's a hope that kills you. Well, there was hope, wasn't there? There was lots of hope. When New Zealand were 361 for nine, having lost uh, four wickets in the afternoon session, uh, a first innings lead of around 50. And you thought, wow, England never, ever give up, do they? But they did give up. They gave up with the bat. 
um, there were some muddled minds out there. There's some real lack of confidence. There's some really, really inexperienced players. But a penny for Joe Root's thoughts tonight as he sits in his hotel room because he was, and I know he didn't score particularly many runs either, but he must be thinking, sod this, I want in on the IPL next year because if if all the other best players are getting this series off, why am I the one who is going to have to front up to the media at the end of this match and explain why we lost it? Because do you know what? I can't do any more. Couldn't have put it any better myself, John. I've Honestly, I'm, I love Joe. I think Joe is a fan, not only a fantastic cricketer, he is a fantastic human being. He's put his country first, rightly so. He's England captain. Rewards that come with being England captain. But I think he's been thrown not under the bus. There's a tank coming now and Joe's gone under it. After what he's gone through to, to sort of front up, perform, everything that's going. We talked on the collective. We've talked on following on. We've talked even during commentary. Myself, Butch, Mark Nicholas, Alex Judah, Gareth Batty, during the India series that if Joe Root doesn't get his best side, we've got no chance of not only beating Australia, New Zealand, we've got no chance of beating India and very little chance of winning the Ashes. And Joe Root today walked off second innings and he looked as though he had the, not only the world was caving in on his shoulders, he just looked a, a broken, broken man. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him because his criticism come in this England's team where, and rightly so, because they've been awful. They've been ordinary. Bowlers, to be fair, I thought the bowlers bowled brilliantly. I had the first, I had the pleasure of the company of two of England's modern type, modern day great batsmen, in Jonathan Trott, um, which whose career was cut short, and Ian Bell, over a hundred Test matches. He spoke on TV today talking about some of England's batting and himself batting leg side of the ball, playing, waiting the ball coming to him, and you know opening the face and the way he would hit these lovely cover drive. I just look at this team. There's just nothing there. It just seems as mistake after mistake and it's a same mistake as well it's not just a new mistake but the England bowling unit for me bowl I think they bowled fantastically well two two players I've just mentioned names and Trot and Bell both said this is a belter Warwickshire wicked it's a belter it's a 400 minimum 450 plus for a good side England bowl New Zealand out for 388 yes you mentioned the tail wagged a little bit 388 with three or four drop catches this England side, for me, bowled very, very well. Created chances, didn't take them, um, didn't didn't get their heads down, kept going all the way through. Um, and I thought, you know, 85 run lead, a bit harsh on them. But I think, you know, said last night on the collective, if we get 50, they're still in the game and still have a chance. And for me, they totally capitulated, absolutely capitulated. Barrison shot by Burns. Second ball of the game. Second <laughs> ball of the game. Rory Burns plays a shot like that. The guy's in Nick. The guy's in Nick. He's got runs under his belt. I look at his stats. I've got his stats here right in front of me. He's played seven first-class matches so far this season, averaging at 61, 554 runs. This guy's not going in rusty. He's going in in Nick. You look at the opposition, Conway, Latham, Young, Taylor, Williamson last week. These are guys that have flown in from 10,000 miles away, not had a warm-up game, had half a dozen nets playing under the eyes playing you know, still at the crease, letting the ball come to them, waiting on the bad ball, which there wasn't that many from an England bowling point of view. And I look at Sibley's mistake. It's just, you know, Simon Dool, Michael Holden, it was a good ball. Yes, but it was the same way you're getting out every time. You know, Zach Crawley, another one, tentative movement, straight ball. 
slightly angled in. All these things are keep coming and coming. I ain't going to kick James Bracey because that kid, that kid just needs leaving alone. Ollie Pope, batting enough stump again, getting LBW. Yeah, the great Ian Bell's telling you at half past quarter past ten. Surely you've got that on in the dressing room. I'll get a clip of it. He's telling you when the ball's moving, or you, 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 you just stay sort of middle and leg leg side of it, and just it's like a golfer. It's like a golfer hitting a, the, the ball on both sides. Just take one side of the golf course out of the, and hit it on the other side. It's the same. Just get some confidence. Take one side of the take one side of the the field out of play. Take the leg side out of the play. Stay on the offside. Defend everything. Try and play for your off stump and grind the bowler down till you can go out and earn the right to score a run. At this minute in time, you know you look at Ollie Pope. He got twenty three off twenty balls. Looks and trying to. There's a difference between trying to be busy and looking as though you're all over the shop. And that's what England look at this minute in time. And that's what the second innings was. If it wasn't for Mark Wood and Ollie Stone, yeah. Two, two bowlers who have bowled their pluck out. Ah, and I mean bowl their pluck out. Not many times did Mark Wood bowl under 88 mile an hour. Not many times did Ollie Stone bowl under 85 mile an hour. Ollie Stone's 15 not out or 53 balls. Mark Wood's top score was 29. If it wasn't for them, this game's over tonight. And that would be even more embarrassing than what it's going to be turning up tomorrow and going to be, back, going to be, going to be done by 12 o'clock. Yeah, 18,000 uh, tickets sold for Sunday. A laugh, but it's a hollow one. What about the fact that Trent Bolton, this is something that you were very vocal about on uh, the YouTube show that we are at, we're, we're now hosting, um, 7 for 12. What about the fact that essentially Trent Bolt has flown from New Zealand? He's just played in the IPL, right? He's an IPL winner. He's flown from New Zealand to England. He's been given a pass. Right. Gary Stead, the New Zealand coach, said before the first test, it is highly unlikely that Trent Bolt will play in the second test match. Right. I was then really interested to hear Simon Dahl on commentary in that first test match saying he'd heard essentially Trent Bolt is saying, "Uh, -uh, I do not want to jeopardize my place for the World Test Championship final. I want to play at Edgbaston. Come to Edgbaston. Trent Bolt plays. There's a bit of flim-flam about the quarantine period being not as long as they thought it was going to be. He showed player power by playing, whereas a lot of our players show player power by not playing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, Don't get me started on this one. <laughs> don't get me started on this one because, yes, we were told more or less at the start by Ashley Giles, who I've got the massive respect for. I love Giles a bit and... You know, he, he will always, I'll always believe that Jarlow is the right man to be managing director. You know, him and Strauss, fantastic minds and great cricket brains and understanding of the game to make things go forward. But at this moment in time, they need to have a look at what decisions are being made. Is it coaching? Is it too many cooks? I.e., what I mean is, there's a fitness coach, there's a batting coach, there's a bowling coach, there's a spin bowling coach, seems to be a defence coach, an attack coach nutrition coach, all these coaches that are in there seem to have want to have their say. And in the middle of it, you've got players being let basically do what they want. If they want to go and play in the IPL, fine, go and play in the IPL. But come back, you've got five days to get through quarantine and you're playing again. And you'll have, and you will, you'll have do-gooders that's never played the game before. They'll be going, well, well, we've got to watch their workloads. We've got to watch their balls being bowled. We're in the risk of being in the injury of the red zone. Nonsense. I nearly said something else there. Absolute nonsense. 
This guy, Trent Brolt, is, and I'm not going to, and don't, Chris, uh, Chris Wokes, I don't really want to single him out because Chris Wokes is one of the nicest human beings going. I think he's been messed around by England so much because he's an easy option to mess around. But Chris Wokes, he was perfect for this game. Perfect for this game. England needed a number six, number seven, all-rounder to fit into this team, to balance the side, to get the spinner in. Trent Bolt has flown 10,000 miles to play in a game of cricket, five-day quarantine after being in the IPL because he demanded that he played for his country because he wanted to play in the World Test Championship next week. And Chris Wokes lives 10 miles down the road and he's sitting with his feet up because he hadn't played for six months. He was England's player of the year six months ago and he got messed around. Yes, he was in with Moen Ali and COVID. And yes, the agreement is a little bit of time off. But there's got to be some flexibility. Got to be some flexibility. We've got guys now playing white ball cricket, four overs, and that's all they're doing. All they're doing. I can't believe it. I really can't. I can't believe some of our players didn't play in the last round of the county championship. I couldn't believe, and I, and I, and I had a go on. I was irate. I spoke to Marcus North about this. The week before Mark Wood, when Mark Wood played for Ashton, I was foaming. I was spewing because he should have been playing for Durham because I thought the best thing for, for Mark Wood in this to get into this test series is to bowl it over under his belt with a little, you know, with, a, with form and wickets going in like Stuart Broad. Stuart Broad has been the best bowler on show because he's played in five first-class matches and he's bowled for nuts. I haven't just seen it. Luke Fletcher, teammate, told us. Joe Clark, teammate, and been in the nets against him, told us. Everybody that we've talked to has said Stuart Broad has bowled brilliantly so far this summer. And I couldn't believe that Mark Wood was going to play for Ashington. And the word had come back that it was agreed because he's quarantined and coming back. If he had come back two days earlier, the over volume we would have gotten in to play. If you want to play, you play. And at this minute in time, England's problem is it's player power the other way. Because, and I, and I understand this, a lot of them players have been messed around, have been, yeah, have been thrown under a bus a couple of times. And the biggest one for me that's losing out here is the England captain. Is the England captain. One of the greatest players that we've ever had has walked off the field for me tonight looking dejected, embarrassed about what's, what's gone on. Because he's not got his best team. He's not had his best team for a long time. And if if go from the top, Ashley Giles, James Taylor, Chief Scout, bottle, whatever he whatever he is now, and he's 10 scouts of merry men that go and watch iPads. Chris Silverwood is England coach with Graham Thorpe, Paul Collingwood, and all that think they can turn up at Brisbane with their best eleven and not have them before that. England will be England will lose like Nasser Hussein lost in 11 days, like Andrew Flintoff lost in 11 days, and Joe Root will do the same. And that's not fair on Joe Root for me. That's not fair on Joe Root. This is just not good enough. And I can't put it in. I'm trying to look after people. I'm trying to see and be and see the bigger picture. But the bigger picture for me isn't test match cricket. And that's wrong. It is wrong. And why is it wrong? Because we're playing the second best team in the world in two test matches in June, one with 18,000 in a crowd in. They, left, they changed six players for this game. Two of them of their modern all-day, all-time greats in Saudi and Williamson. And they've embarrassed us. We've got India next. We've got five <laughs> test matches against the best team in the world next. 
<laughs> and then we're going to go to Australia. Give Joe Root a chance. Give him a chance, these best side that we stand a chance to win in games because at this minute in time, it just seems the white ball is dominating the, the thought process. You look at that white ball team they picked this morning and it's a, it's an all singing, all dancing gun side for Owen Morgan to go World T20 apart from Archer and Stokes who's injured. Joe Root doesn't get that. Not many of these players, you look at the Indian 20 that's over here that's going to play in the test matches. They're playing the IPL, they're playing the World T20. They're not having time off. That's why it upsets people like me who care about playing for your country. And yeah, I just think we've got our priorities horribly wrong. If we're prioritising 2020 World T20 over the test matches, well, the ICC brought a Christmas card list calendar out for the next 10 years. It's all white ball competitions nearly every year for going. You might as well just sack off test cricket because I feel sorry for some of these players because not because they're not good enough, but they're getting, they're getting exposed and they're getting thrown in at the deep end. With not with with players around them who are lacking a confidence, you know, devoid of ideas, and coming up against players who are far superior than what we are at this moment in time, and it's it just it's just not right. I'm really really sick of it. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Moment of the day. Well, there were quite a few moments uh, today, Harmony. Um, three, six, seven, 16 wickets on day three at Edgbaston. Uh, when the players went out after tea, Rob Key, who knows a bit about cricket, said, that pitch looks as good now as it has in the entire test match. England then lost seven wickets on it. Um, let's just pick out a couple of the moments uh, from today, though. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Bracey. Um, 
unfortunately, uh, he's he's set for a period on the outside, I think, in terms of England, but he'll come back. Um, I do want to talk about that Rory Bowes dismissal there. Second ball, and uh, we'd all been hearing more than enough about, uh, you know, leaving the ball, playing it on its merits, and he gets caught second ball uh, in the slips, essentially on an expansive drive, and, uh, you know... <laughs> It's like um, there, there was half an hour till tea as well. That was the other crazy thing, it, and that was it. That just set it all up, didn't it? It did. It set the whole. Uh, you talk about if you, a tail ender gets runs, it gives you a, a confidence going into when you when you bowl. Gives you the, the the momentum, the impetus, and the feel good factor when you go on the field as a team to get into the opposition. I don't think New Zealand need that now. They've just got to put the ball in a half-decent right area. And they'll say, well, one of the England batsmen will be off balance and going. Rory Burns nearly fell over. He nearly fell over. It looked embarrassing. I've praised him in the last few weeks. I've said I'm one of his biggest critics. But trying to hit that ball where he did, it's, it's indefendable. It is indefendable the way, where his mind was at. I don't know where his mind, mind was at. I, I can't say... It's scrambled thinking. Zach Crawley plays that shot. I'd say that's muddled thinking. This kid's got, he's got, you know, there's lights and sirens and everything going on in his head that I could understand him playing that shot. Rory Burns has got, he's averaging, he's averaging 60 in first-class cricket so far this season. It's like Stuart Broad. He's in a bit of touch. He's in a bit of nick. He's playing quite well. And all of a sudden, to play like that shot, I just couldn't, I just couldn't understand it. And the minute you do that, your number three is exposed. Your number four thinks everything's going on. I played with Nasser Hussain and all the like, all the all the players that played with Nasser would take the Mickey out of Nasser because when he would first go in, that that sort of curtain rail playing away from himself, which looked as though he was playing at the ball, but sometimes he was leaving it. It was like a cat in a hot tin roof, and everybody behind would be like, "Oh no, this is doing all sorts." <laughs> you would think the wicket was doing all sorts if you were Joe Root. If you're Joe Root, you're watching Rory Burns and Dom Sibley. You're going, you know what? We're playing on a green seamer at Rivers at Chester Street in April and May. Because it looks their movements, their body positions, their body shape, their balance looks as though the ball is swinging and seaming everywhere. And it's not, and it's not. And that, when you're walking out to bat, after you're seeing you know, the batsman player that way, you've already got a predetermined thing in your mind. Oh, must be doing all sorts of this. So then all of a sudden you change your game to compensate that. And it's actually not doing a great deal. Zach Crawley missed a straight one, straight onto his pad. All of a sudden, you just keep putting your pressure on. But for me, Rory Burns, he got the he got the ball off, he got the ball rolling. And when you play you play a shot where you you try and hit a drive like that, like you say, half an hour before tea, when you when you're 85 behind, just it's like let the ball come to you, let the ball come unless the ball's going to hit my stumps. I'm going to bat for my life. I'm going to play French cricket to get us through, get the new ball going, get past the new ball. Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad told us this morning, yeah, last night, this morning, that after eight or nine overs, the lacquer comes off the ball and it starts swinging. You need your opening batsman to be in there as long as you possibly can to see all that off. Just giving wickets. And when you give wickets away, especially like that, it's indefendable, unfortunately. Uh, and I'd love to defend, look, I like to defend people and see the, See the best in trying to help and understand because the game is a ridiculously hard game to play. But I can't defend that top three or four. I'll defend James Bracey 
I really will. I really feel sorry for that kid. Yeah. Four days before he makes his test match debut and he's told he's keeping wicket after keeping for the for 18 times in his first class career. He wasn't throwing the bus, he was just throwing in the deep end. You know, this kid has got a future and fingers crossed he comes back strong. Um, it's a good lesson for him. Good lesson for him. He's been in the big, he's been in the big time. He's been in the big game. He sampled what 18,000 is at Edgebaston. Fingers crossed the boy comes back and he comes back strong. He'll be a better person for the experience. Go away in the two championship games he's got left. And then the what's after, if he doesn't get picked against India, go away and get yourself on a winter tour. He doesn't need, he doesn't need the criticism that should come the way of their senior, senior batsman. Burns, Sibley, um, Crawley, Pope, Root and Pope. Talk about changes England, New Zealand have made. Talk about players that aren't there for England. That's England's top five. And they've batted embarrassingly. And they've done that far too long for now. And it, something's got to change. Um, look, we're not going to do our laugh out loud moment of the day today. We're not going to do what's going to happen tomorrow because it's pretty bloody obvious. Let's just finish the show with a little bit of positivity because, uh, okay, I do have my New Zealand links through the family. I spent a lot of time out there. But boy, boy, is there a lot to like about this side. They've always been the likeable side, haven't they, in a patronising kind of way. Well, forget that. They are a bloody good cricket side. They showed it with the bat, and they've showed it with the ball, and they showed it in the field. 91% success rate with their catching in the slips. Says it all, really, doesn't it? I think it does say it all. When you say 91% catch rate in the slips, I would say 91% of the balls bowled were in a decent, decent area. And that's England's problem. They couldn't face a ball in a decent area. For a long period, and uh, why has Broad and Anderson been the greatest two of all time for England? They've got skills, yes. But what you'd say about the two of them is, like Warren McGrath bowling together, like Walsh and Ambrose bowling together, they put the ball in the right area, and they test people's techniques. England done that this week. New Zealand had the had the answers, had the answers, left the ball, Conway brilliantly, counteracted anything that was offline. England, nowhere, not even at the races. I thought New Zealand bone attack and England's bone attack were, were, were fantastic, colossal, unbelievable. Both both bowling units were brilliant. I, I don't know how they're going to get this 16 into 11 for against India. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck, picking, good luck picking that side because <laughs> where does Bowley, Wagner, um, where does, and Henry, where does that all fit in? The two spin bowlers, Santner and Patel, you know, they're both bowled, they're both bowled all right and tidy. Thought Mitchell's done his job, fighting with the Grand home. Blundell looked as though he was he, he had roller skates, he had Ross Taylor's roller skates on for passages of play when he first went in, but then got himself settled and he's he's done well. And then, you know, where do you fit Will Young in? Because Will Young's got 80, he's got 82. You've got Conway's just got a double hundred. You've got Latham, who is who is captain on the dip. You got to find players for Kane Williamson. So <laughs> picking that side, nice problems to have. That's why they are second in the world or going to go to number one in the world. Um, and I agree, patronising is the right word when people say um, about New Zealand cricket. I think you look at New Zealand sport. You read everything about the All Blacks and everything that goes on with New Zealand sport. They play the they play the game the right way. They play the game respectfully. They play the game tough. They play the game hard. And more often than not, at this moment in time, they're playing the game and they're winning it. Brilliant stuff, Harvey. We'll be back tomorrow. 
Um, we'll look back at the action, of course, but we're actually going to take a look ahead. We're going to try and put together our 11 for that first India Test match, uh, England-India Test match. And I'll tell you what, we'll try and put that 11 together for New Zealand. What 11 are they going to pick for India? Uh, what a, by the way, that is looking like it could be an absolute humdinger, uh, the World Test Championship final. So plenty of cricket to come. We're a bit downbeat today, but uh, downbeat, a bit angry, but we'll be back. So will England, so will cricket, and hopefully so will you. Thanks for listening to the following on podcast. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.